Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hey, Ashley. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you doing today? How you feeling? How you living? Uh, it's been a busy couple of months. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Delora and I have already discussed this, but you know what? We making it through. It's all good things. Not going to complain at all. How are you? Same. <laughs> Same. I have to give myself grace. I'm in that, that space right now because I feel like there's so many things going on and, you know, we, we're going to win. We're going to thrive and we're not going to have any hard feelings. Okay. <laughs> I see what you did there. I tried, friend. I tried. All right, Ashley, I'm excited for today's recap. We are recapping one of Netflix's top 10 movies currently, No Hard Feelings. Came out this year in theaters, June 23rd, and on to streaming August 15th. But as of last month, it's on Netflix. It is a comedy slash drama, one hour and 43 minutes long, rated R. Here's a quick summary. On the brink of losing her childhood home, Maddie, Jennifer Lawrence, discovers an intriguing job listing. Wealthy helicopter parents looking for someone to quote unquote date their introverted 19 year old son, Percy, before he leaves for college. To her surprise, Maddie soon discovers the awkward Percy is no sure thing. Cast. This film stars Jennifer Lawrence as Maddie, Andrew Barth Feldman as Percy, Laura Benati as Allison, and Matthew Broderick as Laird. <laughs> Jean Stepinski is the director, also co-writer, along with John Phillips. Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie 71% critics, 87% audience scores, and Google users, 62%. Ashley, what's your letter grade for No Hard Feelings? It's a C for me, Delora. I found quite a few moments humorous in this movie for sure, but it was a little ridiculous. Like, yeah, it was a little over the top. In terms of uh, the premise, these parents took helicopter parenting to a new level um, with the scenario in this movie. But like I said, there was some there was some humor throughout for sure that still kept me and made it um, an interesting watch. What about you? You and I are on the same page. I gave this movie also a C. Same. There were moments where I did get a chuckle. However... I fell asleep on this movie multiple times, actually. <laughs> <Try to watch. laughs> 
the reason why I wanted to watch it was because the premise of the movie was outrageous. And I'm like, I'm curious. I want to know what this is going to be about, right? And I'm a fan of Jennifer Lawrence. As obnoxious as she can be in real life, I have watched most of her catalog. And, you know, it's fun seeing her out of side of dystopian environments, you know? <laughs> sure. A little, a little turn for the Oscar winner, Jennifer Lawrence. That's for damn sure. <laughs> it had a little bit more heart than I was expecting. So I appreciate for the type of movie this is, having characters have a little bit more depth and face, you know, surface. So, you know who this would have been a great vehicle for back in the day is like Patrick Dempsey. Before he was McDreamy, y'all may not remember that he was that awkward character. He was the king of geeks in the 80s. Yes. Give me a can't has- buy me love. Can't buy me love. And then the one where he was messing with all the married women in town. I can't remember the name of it right now. But y'all know if y'all know. He's he's definitely like wine. He has aged and that's the thing now if you only know him as this older refined beautiful man you would not know that that was the type of person that he portrayed on screen back in the day that's what i'm saying this would have been a perfect vehicle for like a patrick dempsey back in the day and so i have to give credit to that character because that's the heart for me is percy like there were scenes with percy where the just the sheer look in his eye i was like the (laughs) level of sincerity is just overwhelming for me it was endearing for sure. <laughs> I agree, Ashley. I appreciate that connection. I didn't even think that far. So with that, let's go ahead and get into this spoiler alert. The film opens up with a down on her luck, 30-something Maddie. The court is seizing her assets for back taxes of her childhood home in which she lives. She's an Uber driver. And we can deduce that she's the love them and leave them type (laughs) based (laughs) off her interaction with tow truck man, who apparently is still licking his wounds from their past relationships. Ashley, what's your first impression of Maddie? She's hilarious to me talking about, it's my cousin. It's my second cousin. You know how they are in Italy. I thought she was hilarious. And again, to set it up this way, is a departure from characters I've seen Jennifer Lawrence play. So I enjoyed this humorous version of her. And the guy who was a tow truck driver is my guy, one of my guys from the bear. So, yes, you know, it, the, the first scene captured me for sure. I was like, okay, let's see where we're about to go with this. But for sure, you could tell things were a little messy. Things were a little messy with Maddie. A little messy. She lives in this vacation town a part of the Hamptons. And so there's a lot of talk of townies versus outsiders and the outsiders being wealthy people, but she's just unpleasant to me across the board with my first impressions of her, especially her being a waitress at the boating restaurant, 1155. And she's like, we're not open until noon and gave him the worst attitude ever. And her boss was like, do this any other time than this season, right? The fact that her boss thought she had a disability, like what, what is happening here? But I understand though, because she is so 
upset about these super wealthy people coming. And he was obviously an example of that coming and the trying entitlement to... of it all. Yeah. But when she told the Native American guy, like, oh, can you imagine what it's like for these people to come in and try to take your home? Oh, yeah. Of course you do. Like, check your privilege right there, ma'am. <laughs> check your privilege right there. At the door. <laughs> At the door. Well, she and her friends were looking into ways of her coming across the car and they find this ad on craigslist that says essentially if you date my son you can get this buick what kind of parents serve their sweet innocent son up on a platter in a craigslist listing for an old buick ashley they didn't even test her like they talking about we want you to date 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 him like y'all don't know Y'all didn't even, can we check her medical records? Can we check her mental health? Like y'all don't, she could have been, who knows? Craigslist is where people, the craziest people post things. Like who knows who you may have found. Ashley, sis literally rolled up to their house in rollerblades. Like, and you're going <laughs> to be like, yes, you may be a little old for him, but I want you to get him out of his shell. And again, building up, Percy's character his parents are concerned because he's supposed to be going to Princeton and the great Matthew Broderick speaking of 80s stars (laughs) said that he didn't open up until he met a young lady and she helped him get his groove on (laughs) freshman year of college first of all I have spoken to this in the past I was a resident advisor for three years. My specialty were freshmen. And when I tell you the same kid that walked in August, whatever, of that year is not the same kid that leaves (laughs) for the summer in terms of like all the high school politics are out the door i knew girls who were the cutesy heel wearing skirt wearing that went to wearing sweats and flip-flops all day every day in the span of nine months okay so (laughs) what just not let percy live once he gets there helicopter parenting again they took it to another level they did not think that he would be able to continue to develop on his own which they didn't really explain did he take a gap year why is he 19? They did not explain that. No, they just said that he was immensely talented and smart, but, you know, a bit of a loner, not much of a social butterfly at all. I have to say, I was happy to find out, though, he does get out the house to volunteer, at least at the dog shelter, because <laughs> I'm just like, if he was at home all the time playing video games and playing music to himself, <laughs> concerned. I would be concerned. So Maddie was able to convince his parents that although she is quote unquote old, again, I'm laughing, 32 years old, that was a funny interaction. She was like, yes, 29 last year. So you're 30. I turned 29 last year (laughs) and you're, I'm 32. (laughs) I love her whole spiel though, where she talked about how the age of maturity that you need for this type of endeavor. Like she sold me too. I was like, good point. That's fair. She was very convincing. But Ashley, are you really going to be an escort for a Buick? I've never been put in this situation, so I'm not going (laughs) to judge her. You know what I'm saying? 
it's easy to sit in my in my corner judging a woman who don't have one okay i don't know her circumstances beyond uh what we've seen so she could not pay her car note nor her taxes and therefore she is in a sticky situation only other thing i could think of is like you don't have no friend who let you borrow a car to uber right right where your friends at well they had that big ass van right that she picks Percy up after their meet cute. Let's talk about that, Ashley. She was laying it on quite thick, frankly, so much so that I didn't feel like it was convincing at all. But what did you think about their meet cute? You could tell she was not a professional. I thought that she was predatory in a very scary way. I did it. Like you you are going too hard right now like why don't you just be a normal person and flirt with him as a normal person versus coming in here laying it on this thick now I get it he's a hard case and you trying to move on and move through these steps quickly but I was like I would have thought she was fucking crazy the way she was acting it's so funny because one of my questions to you was were you surprised when he maced her no because the first time I watched it I think I was a little distracted during that scene. Then the second time I was like, look at the death vehicle she's driving him around in. She got a windowless van with tools in the back that looked like she's about to cut somebody up. So I agree with Percy. Talking about I'm taking a shortcut to his house, that's a no. Again, Um, that's why I said she was doing too much. She was acting like a weirdo. You don't kidnap the kid. Who you wouldn't kidnap somebody you were trying to date regularly? I just her strategy, her strategy was terrible. Uh, it was awful. It was actually quite painful. And she's supposed to go with men, so what supposedly do you exactly. I don't know. Maybe she's blonde and she's just used to tracking men and loving them and leaving them. You know. Well, Ashley, she managed to still get a date out of Percy. <laughs> in light of um the macing and everything their date at the local bar was funny to me one of the funnier parts outside of her telling them that she was 32 years old was him showed up to the bar and him being so skittish he heard a noise and he jumped literally (laughs) out of his skin like what was that i'm like sir wow wow my favorite moment was when he was like, can I get a Pepsi? She's like, we only have Coke. Do you want to go somewhere else? <laughs> like, really? Over <laughs> your beverage? Your, your soda preferences? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And again, their date was interrupted by one of Maddie's jaded lovers flaunting the fact that he's married. <laughs> he was so thirsty. Poor thing. Halloween just passed. Was Man Eater on your playlist? Because it was scary. (laughs) I want to know who even thought this up. Like, never have I ever heard anyone have that reaction to that song. Somebody gave me nightmares. Where did you grow up? Who are you? What planet did you fall here from? Because Percy is not normal. For his parents to be so suffocating, they missed a lot with him on the common sense front. Because... Sir, what? Part of me feels like his parents were unexplored because part of me feels like they were the type, especially with that hair and outfits they gave Matthew Broderick, <laughs> like they were a part of a cult at some point in time or something. 
It's giving. Unexplored. Yes, absolutely. The seduction continues, Ashley, um, on the beach at night. And of course, Percy's like, this beach is closed. This is eight o'clock. It's well past that time. But oh no, she gets butt naked and convinced him to do the same. Uh, Apparently, there was some buttholes who decided to steal their clothes and Maddie to the rescue, right? Was that naked scene necessary? <laughs> was she really naked or was that CGI? Because it I looked have a little... no idea. A little off, right? Like her, they yes. put her face on somebody's body. Yes, it looked a little off. And I follow my instinct with that. Yeah, so same. I don't know if we really saw Jennifer Lawrence naked, but we saw somebody naked for sure. I thought that scene was hilarious though because she went so hard. I was like, I've never seen somebody fight people that hard naked. Like, <laughs> imagine what she would do with her clothes on. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And then hung back thug. in the water. Like, oh, so back to what we were talking about. Yeah, she was I, a thug. I have to say though, it felt a bit cheap so i'm like i really can't see jennifer lawrence showing off her body for a film like this and it reminded me of halle berry showing off her tatas in 2001 swordfish you remember that i sure do and and the rumors of like she got paid a million dollars for each tit or something crazy (laughs) i mean Let's be honest. I love Halle Berry. And this is no shade. Halle Berry has played a variety of characters. She started her career playing crackheads and such. So let's yes. not make it somebody gets a leap to show a little tit. Like, I don't get as, <laughs> like, uh, you shouldn't ever show your body for the sake of a role type vibe with actors and actresses. Like, if you feel like it's what you wanted to do to portray this person, then it is what it is. I've never felt like anything Halle Berry did was overly gratuitous. And again, I don't think Jennifer Lawrence was naked. I think that was the other body in this movie. I hear what you're saying, Ashley, but we have to go back to our 2001 minds, back when purity rings were a thing and Britney <laughs> and Justin were gonna live happily ever after. Halle Berry showing her tits for like two minutes in a movie, less than that, was a big freaking deal. Well, I mean, she was also Halle Berry. She's all she's Halle Berry. I get it. I'm just saying for me personally, I've never it, it don't a tit is a tit. I've we've we have them, we've seen them. It's not that big of a deal. But I do want to say something real quick about this scene. I'm starting yes. to realize that it is way too common to see young men being pressured into sexual situations against their will. And I don't think that's a good thing. This huh. is the second project recently I felt that way about. I'm not going to name the show because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. But there was a show I was watching recently. And you know if you know, this young man got injured, was laid up in the hospital, back broke. And this woman he had just met and liked, he liked her, but she came into his hospital room and basically forced sex upon him, realized he was a virgin, pulled down her pants and underwear, hopped on top of him, even though he said, I don't think this guy, I don't think we what? should do this, and had sex with this man. I said, if this were reversed, if this were a woman who was laid up in the hospital, told the man, I'm a virgin, but I don't want to do anything, and he forced himself upon her, this would be a totally different conversation. So, like, I don't think this is okay. I know it's a comedy, but I just... Yeah. Like, I don't think it's good messaging always to make it seem like men should always be up for it. Like, if a man says no to accept that, understand that. Like, Percy, wow, that's gonna... why I said to me, her behavior was a little predatory in the movie. Like, yeah. I feel like she was always pressuring him. He was like, not ready for I anything dinner. with her. 
I'd like yeah. to know you before I whip it out. Yeah. And she up here manipulating him somehow. Do you not find me attractive? And then literally by the end, he was like, I'm ready for you. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to give it up for you. Like pressuring either way is not okay. So that's just, that's just my little soapbox I had to stand on today. No, Cause it's bothered this bothered me. Yeah, yeah. In these last couple of projects, like, I don't think it's healthy for young men to see these type of projects and feel like this is what they should do or they have to be pressured or conform because this is what guys should always want and do type vibe. Exactly. So that's all. Yeah. I appreciate that. She has back in that water, which again is very, it's not safe. I don't advise going into the ocean at night because <laughs> you don't know if there's any currents and you get swept under. We don't want any of that, you know? But she's determined to fuck. <laughs> and he said no because he wants to know the person first. The hilarity continues with him on the hood of her car naked. <laughs> running from the police because, again, she is so disgruntled. And he's asking for his phone and she won't give it to him. He hops on this the hood of her car and she proceeds to drive recklessly dodging a freaking train. I put in my notes, Ashley... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> she could have killed them both. And for what? And for she too what? old for this. She too old for this nonsense. They make it back to her house and she continues by twerking in front of him. I just that was like painful. it, it that was, was so painful. I was like, she's using a machete when a scalpel is needed. And again, all of this for a used Buick? <laughs> is, it, is it worth it is it i don't <laughs> as i mentioned earlier one thing about this film that was surprising to me is that it did have a little bit of heart while maddie was tending to percy's anxiety induced rash she shared with him that she had never left the her town and on a later date, she discussed being an illegitimate daughter of a wealthy family man who wants nothing to do with her and that she missed her prom. Does her behavior make more sense to you, Ashley, getting a little bit of these tidbits? Well, definitely her, the way they've portrayed her relationships with men um, makes sense because daddy issues, you know, <laughs> common trope. Um so yeah, that definitely shed some light about possibly what her mindset is, why she has stayed seemingly stagnant as a as a person from what yes. we're from the time we're kind of meeting her. Because one could think too, like as to your point, not only are you going this hard for a Buick, but like what are your other skills? Like why is this for the life choices you could have made, why is this the only thing you think you can do yeah. to potentially get to where you want to go? Like you could have chosen a different career path various things right hustler you obviously are a hustler you could you could find some other things to do so yeah i think it definitely helps um and i always love hearing about a character's backstory because even villains have origin stories so so true ashley so true we meet jody percy's nanny i'm sorry manny <laughs> you said that so excitedly he seemed like such a perv to me i was waiting for him to reveal his true character. Was Jody ride or die? I don't know. I'm still waiting on the police report because I don't know if I trust that man. It's something about him. It was something about him. 
I appreciated how he wasn't taking nothing off of Maddie. That I need I needed somebody to be in Percy's corner because his parents obviously were not. And I felt like Jody was that. Like, I don't know who you are. He literally threw the frisbee like Percy was a dog. <laughs> Just so he can have a moment to be like, what the fuck are you doing with this boy? <laughs> but that's the truth, though, because for Percy to not have any dating history, then now you see him with this hot, seasoned woman. Yeah. Of course it's the money, right? Of course. What else would be your motivation? That makes total sense. But I still yes. don't know about that man either. I don't trust him. Who is in Percy's corner? Because I don't trust none of y'all, if I'm honest. I mean, everybody's weird. Let's keep that <laughs> and on the table everybody got some missing screws or something i don't know yeah like Is when it- her friend says she slept with her now father of her future child because she thought he was gonna kill her that's not normal no not at all must be in the water i don't know that montauk water a surprising cameo uh, that was hilarious to me was Doug Khan, <laughs> the real estate broker who was like, oh, weren't you the classmate that slept with the teacher? And when she was like, didn't Mrs. Welsh go to jail? No, but Mrs. Khan did. <laughs> when he said they never want to tell that story, I'm like, yes, they did. Her name is Mary Kay Letourneau. Ooh-wee. They told that story. They got married too child i'm not gonna touch that one a mess see i don't know is it the small town (laughs) 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 so percy and maddie's prom date was the sweetest to me you know i'm a sucker um he was able to open up and perform in front of people shout out sir with talent But, you know, he was moving entirely way too fast, talking about making visits back and forth to the island to see Maddie on his breaks. I had to look him up during this scene because I was like, oh, obviously you're not a normal person. Like, obviously. He's a a performer. As soon as I saw the way he moved his mouth when he hit a note, I said, oh, you told on yourself. Let me Google you real quick because you ain't no ordinary Joe out here singing. High school musical, the musical. So he's a Disney kid. Yeah, he's 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 talented. I loved that scene. That was great. It was so endearing. This is the scene to your point about being endearing. When he looked her in the eye and said, I don't know what you want. That doubt crushed my whole heart. I was like, yep. I there's there's I would have had I said this while I was watching. I was like, I would have had to t- spill my guts and tell him the whole truth because <laughs> you cannot look a person in the eye when they are that sincere and yes. that sweet and lie to their face at least i can't like that's like kicking a puppy he looked like yeah. this innocent yep. heartfelt little puppy and how could you do that to him oh so true and she crushed him so much so that he was like it's time to go it's time to go he went to the princeton party so these young kids are ready to pounce like you can't say not one thing out of line without getting the cameras put on your face I, all I kept thinking, though, was how is Percy this sweet? He's entirely too sweet, Ashley. Like, does he not watch Euphoria? Don't they live in the <laughs> same universe? Like, No, 
He does not watch Euphoria. I need to know where Euphoria actually exists because I'm going to avoid that shit like the plague. Listen. Those high school kids have harder lives than the majority of adults I've ever met. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Okay. Y'all oh have lived y'all full life in like 16 years. Ain't nobody trying to do all that. So I appreciate Percy. I'm glad you brought that up. I appreciate Percy for his innocence. Thank you for being what I consider to be more normal than that but at the same time <laughs> percy's probably too good for this world as well yes, um yes, because yes. he's you know he thinks ibuprofen got got his world spinning you know what i'm saying like exactly. he's too good for this world exactly percy's ready to give up princeton for maddie and his parents are freaking out in their panic they call maddie and Percy overhears a conversation. He invites Maddie to dinner and tries to destroy her car. Did you expect more out of a reaction from him? And if so, what else could he have done? I think he deserved his pettiness in that moment because that one thug tear he shed when he laid on his bed, I felt it. Like, everybody has betrayed you. So yeah. what is there to do? How am I supposed to act at this point? My parents, who I thought I could rely on, have been lying to me. The woman that at this point I'm sure he thinks he's in love with has been lying to me. So crushed, he deserved his petty moment. And for a car? That for reminded car. me of she's all that. Am I a bet? Am I a fucking bet? Fuck up that car. You deserved it. Despite coming clean with Maddie's arrangement with his parents, they tried to connect. And yeah, it was a no-go. Like, he missed the hole. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get close. Just like, Let's be fair. That was my vibe. But when he said, when he sincerely looked over and he said, did you come too? Like, baby, <laughs> what, what? literally what porn have you been watching? Because you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you play it in my face now you play it in my face oh i'm in tears <laughs> <laughs> well percy confronts his parents and he's essentially begging them to let him make mistakes and grow maddie focuses on her goals to pay off her taxes she's driving around and getting it in that beat-up buick <laughs> Have you ever had a questionable Uber arrive to you before? You know, I've never had a legit questionable Uber. I've had people who've been fake Ubers trying to pick me up before. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you trying to impersonate an Uber? This is not. So I always check license plates. Always check your license plates, people. Fake Uber trying to get me. It's like, not today. Oh, not today. You know what? So... Two things, it was both in our time in Dallas. So I selected like Uber Comfort and I paid a, a little extra money for it. And this car rolls up, it's a sedan, so it's not really more leg room or anything. And it had like a crack in the windshield. And I was like, why did I pay more for this ride? <laughs> like, right. Uber That's Comfort, y'all better get me an Audi or something. That is what I am saying. Like, in Dallas, when I did the regular Ubers, I actually got nicer cars than when I selected Uber Comfort. I don't know what that was all about. Maybe it was just that weekend, but I'm like, uh, no. 
And then same thing in Dallas. We had a early ass flight, six o'clock. So we left the hotel at like 3.30 so we can get there by four so we can get all checked in and stuff. It's already three o'clock in the morning. And it said a black woman was picking me up. The car shows up and it was a young black man talking about this is my mom's account. And I I got in, unfortunately, because Dave was like, we, we got to go. But I was like, if it were just me, I'd be like, oh, no, sir. No, no, we're not doing this. Now, obviously, I'm here today in one piece, but I'm like, this, this is my mama account. No, thank you, sir. That's scary. I've had that happen with Uber Eats, where the person who was on the account is the person who delivered the food. But I report those people. Um, sorry, but I don't know if I can trust you if you are not who you say you are. Um, so yeah, that that uh, that does not work for me either. And safety should be paramount with those type of services. So absolutely, I feel you. And this is the petty part of me. We couldn't even put our stuff in the trunk because the trunk was full. I mean, we're going to the fucking airport. We're going to have luggage. You ain't got no room in your trunk. I'm sorry that (laughs) anyway, I was not pleased with that at all. But uh, yeah, Maddie was driving around meeting her financial goals and finally fixing up the car. She felt like she was in a good place to confront Percy and apologize and we had another repeat of her riding on the hood of his car that crashed in the water that was so dangerous i'm like this is how you know he's rich because he has a total lack of regard for property he said i have crashed two cars in like a week of having his freaking license yeah she apologizes ashley and he accepts it she ultimately sells her house to her friends because she was so anti-rich people buying her house and developing it. Um, honestly, we didn't talk about it, but when they had their big fight um, after he confronted her about her arrangement with her parents, he told her, oh no, I will be gone living in Paris and you will still be here. I was like, whoo. Sometimes people, as harsh as something like that is to hear, she needed that. She needed that push to realize again that she's been stagnant. Like he told no lies. It was a harsh way to deliver it because he was again in his feelings. Yeah. But he ain't tell no lies. Exactly. But how did her friends, how are they going to afford them taxes? That's what (laughs) I was thinking. How y'all going to afford them taxes? Exactly. That's the big thing. Exactly. Logistics. Movie magic. Right? Movie magic. Movie We're not magic. supposed to worry about it. And she decided to move to California. Part of her initial dreams as a young woman. And at the very end, Maddie is Percy's drive to Princeton. Ashley, do you have final thoughts for no hard feelings? The moments of humor, particularly we didn't talk about the baby father of her friend that much but he was in a show that i watched with him and craig robinson it was hidden gem of mine previously on peacock so i was familiar yeah. with him he's hilarious um the the movie really enjoyed percy really enjoyed that actor like i said he definitely brought the heart for me enjoyed this stretch uh in jennifer lawrence we see more of this i feel like in her 
actual personality in life yes. that we've seen in her roles. In the movies, I so agree. interesting that she got a chance to bring more of that probably element to this character than maybe since like Silver Linings Playbook or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was fun. Like I said, it's not it's not going to be one that I return to necessarily or anything like that. But it was it was it was a fun ride. What did you think about their chemistry? What chemistry? Well, chemistry can mean anything. Um, in my mind, this is more of a buddy comedy with, you know, sex is obviously a major component, but obviously we know it's never going to happen. <laughs> but what did you think about the relationship? I didn't feel it. I personally didn't feel it. It's probably a factor of the age. It's probably a factor of Jennifer Lawrence being, for me, a much bigger star in terms of me knowing more about her and who she is. She couldn't just disappear into the role the way that he can because I've never seen him anything else. So he is Percy, but she's Jennifer Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? So that's That's probably a factor of it, too. And then... And then lastly, again, I felt like she was very predatory. So a lot of the movie, I'm like, get the fuck away from this lady. Like, she's crazy. So (laughs) that's probably the last thing. Like, this friendship y'all built, I didn't, I don't know if this is a great friendship. But as long as you feel good about it, Percy, we gonna roll with it. So that's my two cents. Thank you, Ashley. Yeah. As I mentioned before, this movie had spots of humor that I... I greatly appreciate it. She was laying it on way too thick throughout most of this movie, but this whole town was full of quirky characters for sure. <laughs> Indeed. All right. If there's nothing else, time for hidden gems. All right, Delora. I have two. The first one will be our next recap, and that's Old Dads on Netflix. This was one that I fell asleep on just because I was tired and then I immediately restarted it because I was really looking forward to watching this movie. (laughs) The premise is obviously to the title's reference about these dads who have found themselves with young kids and what that process is like in this new generation of parenting and (laughs) all these various things. And the three dads are, you know, friends and they're in business together. So you get kind of that aspect of their relationship as well as the family dynamic. And I just really enjoyed it. Like they were super inappropriate. They were, uh, wild in terms of you think about some of those real generational differences that you would experience and how we'll continue to experience that and I just really it was it was fun to me it was a fun like glimpse into those differences and from a male perspective I was gonna say so no daddy daycare then no (laughs) no daddy daycare no this is this is a raunchier probably version of that type of project i would say so yeah i really enjoyed it so old dads on netflix check it out and we'll be talking about it soon my second one britney spears memoir i listened to the whole thing narrated by the one and only michelle williams the woman in me i'm really upset that the internet gave away basically all the really juicy bits up top because there would have been jaw-dropping moments had i got to read this book before hearing anything right like Mm -hmm. the level of detail about her and justin's relationship the level of detail about you know 
just her perspective on that time was interesting. I think the only things that I was looking for, because she did speak a lot about her childhood. She even spoke about her family lineage and like her grandparents, for instance, one of her grandmothers was from England. And like, she spoke about their dynamic. She spoke about her mother. She spoke about like the lineage of her family. And then she spoke about her relationship with her uh, brother, her relationship with her sister, all these things. And she talked about, she got a brother. Yeah, Brian. And then she talked about pieces of, you know, performances, like for instance, the infamous VMAs, both infamous VMAs performances at this point, talked about certain relationships with certain celebrities. But I think that's what I want, and the conservatorship. But I think that's what I wanted a lot more from was Britney Spears is a icon. And so from a memoir, I want to hear the details about your work process, what it was yeah. like working with some of the big, huge people you got a chance to work with. She spoke a little bit about like Elton John and Madonna, but like, yeah. imagine the stories that Britney has, you know what I'm saying? So I would have liked a few more of those like anecdotes, but overall, I definitely feel like I got a much better understanding of her of her experience of what those 13 years were like for her in her conservatorship about why she has the relationship she has with her family including her sister um and just her as a person and the transition she's going through has gone through and is going through still currently because I think it's so easy to dismiss Britney Spears now from the things we see of her on social media and think oh you know, she still seems a little off or this and that and not realize that she went through a lot of mental and physical anguish throughout that time. And so she's going yes. to need time to move through that, to process through that, to get back to the person she used to be. You know, she talks about the fact that that time stole her creativity. So imagine that that is your, what you feel is your purpose in life and you lose that. You know, she, she, we need to give her the grace and time to get back to herself. So that's what I'll say about her memoir. Michelle Williams, phenomenal. Really? I listening to Michelle Williams forgot I wasn't listening to Britney Spears, if that makes sense. Like I feel like she got crazy. her cadence though. Like she got I, her voice so well. Yep. Yes, she got her voice so well. So kudos to Michelle Williams, girl. You did the damn thing. So those are my two hidden gems, Delora. Love that. Love that. I have two this week as well. The first, The Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. Actually, you talked about this uh, the last time we spoke. I have watched the series. It is so freaking good. I, mm. uh, it's I need to recap. It's terrifying. I, I'll have to give it to you later. But what I will say is, it's like scarier than some of the other projects. Like That's what I tried to tell you. I was like, the storyline is so good, but it was really freaking me out. There were major big scares in this series that in the previous um, projects like House on Haunting Hill or the one that I talked about last year with my sister, Midnight Mass, they were like that quiet, subtle horror there were some major bangs in this one and I was yes. not ready. Not only scary, but gory, right? Like yeah. they, you have to live in the gore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that I can even do scary over gory. 
So you mm-hmm. really are taking me wet, but the storyline, oh, I wanted to it's stick good. with it so bad. It oh, good. It so good. Yeah, so that's all I say to that, because no spoilers. But my second hidden gem is also a book. It is the conclusion of a trilogy. <laughs> it's book three of Once Upon a Broken Heart, A Curse for True Love by Stephanie Gerber. I am looking at Instagram right now. She just made the New York Times bestsellers list. Um, she's number two actually these are children's book apparently this is for age 13 and 18 which makes sense but Ashley and I love a good YA moment and this was absolutely whimsical and frothy and quizzical and funny um, and it's over now I adore the first two books this is the conclusion so there was a lot of high hope high hopes and expectations the book is solid there were definitely areas of opportunity but the love story between Jackson and Evangeline has come to a close and I'm interested to see what else this author has under her uh, sleeve so that's all I got Ashley do you have any thoughts on a curse for true love <laughs> I mean I told you I'm glad there was a happily ever after I think I was scared the- I was like she was gonna like do something to break my heart I was ready for it it definitely got a little especially I was like it's not over and there's still a lot unresolved so I definitely felt like she was playing with our emotions until the bitter end but to your point and other reviews I've read it was definitely a little bit different than the previous two offerings I think my favorite in the series is still the first book so I think overall she wrapped it up the way probably the most hardcore fans wanted her to, which is between our two main characters. So yeah, there we go. There we go. It was a fun ride. I got introduced to that series this year and I was happy like, yes, we get some conclusion this year. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I was real upset when I listened to the first one, I was like, wait, the third book is not out yet. How dare you? And now we're about to get the next installment in the series with Fourth Wing. So, yay. Fourth Wing. And guess what? It got picked up by Amazon and Michael B. Jordan's production company for a TV series. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. They better have a budget. Y'all better put money into it. If this is like a CW production, I'm going to be very upset. This needs to be well This needs to be HBO. This needs to be HBO level production. Yes. If it ain't Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Leave it on the page. We'll see what happens. All right, guys. That's it for us today. But no worries. We'll be back. In the meantime, please share this episode with everyone you like, love, and are indifferent about. Um, (laughs) Leave us a rating or a review on Apple or Spotify. We so appreciate it. We will see you next time. And in the meantime, be blessed.